What's the nature of your emergency? Welcome back to the Talk to the Living podcast. I'm your host, Ashley Walton, joined by Detective Walton. Clint, how are you? I'm good. I've titled today's episode, Understanding and Managing Negative Thoughts. So just sit back, relax, and enjoy today's content. I have a nephew. He's eight years old. And I remember ever since he was old enough to generate his own form of expression, he has always hated having anything gross or dirty, or sticky, or colored on his hands. He does not like it at all. I remember him being about two years old, and perhaps we were playing with mud, or maybe slime, or something like that. It might have even been marshmallow, now that I'm thinking about it. He was just bawling his head out in absolute disgust, because he hated having it on his hands. He's never been one to like things like Play-Doh. He, he just likes things to be very, very clean. And I personally love that about him because (laughs) I do him that way. But I was, I was thinking back to that moment when it happened last. And I was also thinking about how, although he's eight years old now, that tendency has never changed in him. And it got me thinking about the parallel between the way that we have dirty things on our hands or under our nails and how that's also indicative and and falls along the same line when it comes to dirty, bad, negative, unhealthy thoughts in our mind and how I think that we might need a shift in perspective in order for us to be able to understand it in the same way and to be able to learn techniques to sort of wash those thoughts away. You know, it's something I... I don't care who you are. You have those negative thoughts that come down the negative self-talk that you're thinking about yourself or those negative thoughts that you think about someone else. I mean, no matter who you are, it's going to happen. It's human nature. And that's okay. It's being accepting of it. And that's one great thing that we've learned over the years is, you know, those presencing techniques or something that to where you're not you're not in your head thinking about that or if you're trying to think of reasons why it may be that way for that individual. If you're thinking about someone else, if, you know, someone cuts in line or they're speeding past you and, and you have those negative thoughts about that individual and it's, I, and I say this example all the time, it's like drinking poison, hoping somebody else gets sick. And that's kind of the same aspect that we deal with when we have those negative thoughts about ourselves or about someone else. Yeah. And Matthew told me that Ripley had a sleepover a few days ago and he said that he had to sort of reprimand the the little boy who was staying over when they woke up in the morning because Ripley is, you know, under, under Matthew's parenting, Ripley has to, as soon as he wakes up, go into the bathroom, do his business, and he has to brush his teeth and brush his hair before he comes out, before he eats breakfast, before he does anything else. And I was really impressed by that with Matthew because it it showed me that that's something he's teaching Ripley that's important. And we don't often see the parallel between good hygiene and good hygiene with the thought processes that we have. 
But just as you said, Clint, we have a tendency to have negative thoughts. It's a natural thing that happens. But the the key here is to be able to understand when we're having those negative thoughts and to not allow them to perpetuate into this negative spiral, which so many people have a tendency to do. Yeah, I think it's it's one of those things. It's you start going down that rabbit hole and you start feeling worse and worse about yourself and and it's not healthy to sit in that and to live with that for your individual self and it's knowing those techniques to be able to come out of that because all you're doing is it's going it's not going to affect anyone else but yourself for that day yeah we recently had a conversation talking about somebody who we have um sort of an indirect relationship with, and we have for the past several years. And I said to you, man, that that person shouldn't be with that other person because they both have such sour minds. And I think we all know people like that to where you you start to avoid them and you don't want to be around them because they can't present themselves ever in a way that is pleasant and you don't feel good after you leave their presence. And, you know, we could try to extend our hand as best we can. But if somebody isn't willing to set aside their ego and to realize that, you know, it it could be anything, it could be depressive episodes, it could, you know, what there's a, a wide array of things that it could be clinically. But if somebody isn't willing to admit that they shouldn't be feeling as bad as they do all of the time, and then have the strength to develop skills to ask for help, to be able to talk to people, maybe get medication if they need it. There, there's a lot of different things. Um, you know, I know for us personally, Clint, we, we have other modalities. Um, one of them, a big one, is talking through things, right? Yeah, we. that's a great avenue that we utilize for each other is we're there for one another to be able to express that stuff with no judgment, with without any you know, expectation on either side, but it's just showing that support for one another. Yeah. And I'm not going to speak for you, but I know for me personally, first of all, I, I think I had an upper hand because I was raised by my mom and dad, but very, very close to my dad. And growing up, he was always very happy, very cheerful, very positive. And that whole self-loathing thing, I was never allowed to do plain and simple. It wasn't allowed in, in my world. And if ever there was something like that, it was usually abruptly identified. (laughs) And I'm saying that because my dad was great at calling me out, especially when he was calling me out on my own bullshit if I wasn't being honest with him and, of course, not being honest with myself. And I said, independent of you, Clint, I think that for me, I'm very good at being honest with myself, especially as I reached adulthood and I didn't have that sort of an echoed voice in the back of my head anymore from my dad, because I realized that we get to choose whether or not we want to enjoy our day. We get to choose whether or not we want to be pleasant, not just for the outside world, but pleasant with ourselves. I want to enjoy my own company. And I am such a a vivid and creative and deep thinker. I'm thinking all of the time. So why would I want to spend time with myself if I'm not pleasant to be around in my own mind. Yeah. And it's, it's very true on so many levels. And like, for me, my family's always been just shove it aside. We don't want to deal with it and kind of either not wallow in it, but, and I take after my dad and a lot of these aspects of here's, 
here's something I don't want to deal with it. So I'm just going to push it aside and forget about it. And that's kind of one of those aspects that it's not good per se. And, and it's because you start pushing things out more and more, which leads into the habit of just forgetting things in general. Well, and also not, not facing the reality mm-hmm. of things. We, we, in our last episode, we talked about um, the process of grieving and how, of course, we don't want to face the reality of those things. And when we don't, it's the, the same to be said with regards to pushing issues to the side. They start to build up and then they perpetuate. And we don't realize how one small thing that might seem minute in the mo- moment that we're just setting to the side could exacerbate itself. And then, you know, the, the pile of rocks, so to speak, could come crumbling down. And they usually do. Yeah. And it's a normal thing. I, and I, I noticed that growing up and, and you see that kind of happen in different instances where you have that one small little incident just blows up into something that should have never even reached that level. Yeah. And in looking back, I can definitely see the difference. And the there was a huge variation mm-hmm. between um, the way that you and I were raised. We, in my home, it was very common to talk about our feelings and to express our emotions or to um, just express the love that we have. And not, not to say that your folks don't love you. I'm not, I'm not saying that, but being French and Italian, we have a much different way of expressing the way that we feel about each other. My, my brothers and my dad just came over and like hugs and kisses and cuddles and like all of the, the affection. We're very um, physically affectionate as a family. And the same is to be said when it comes to how we feel and sharing those things with, with each other. And having not had that, and then asking yourself if that's the way that you want to carry on living into your adult life. I think especially as you and I got married, we started to notice a lot of those things. And for me, it's very easy. It's very natural. It's not a difficult thing for me to sort of pull pull things from somebody. And that's because I don't make it a sterile or clinical environment when I'm having a conversation with somebody. And I think it's important for us to all have somebody like that to be able to be as vulnerable and expressive as we can. Yeah. And it's something that with my family, it was, we show up, oh, hey, how are you doing? And that's about it. That's about the the connection that we had. And, and I'm not saying that we didn't give hugs or anything like that, but for the most part, it was definitely a different experience when coming into your family and, and having the more Italian and French side of things. And, but it's, I was open to it and I embraced it and, and now it's, it's perfectly fine. And that's a normal thing for me, but growing up, that's just unheard of. I mean, I could literally think of on a count on my two hands, the amount of times I ever saw my parents kiss, like that's just a, different thing from my, my family. That's funny. And then in my home, we, we all rolled our eyes when my folks said they were going to go take a shower. <laughs> we all <laughs> went outside to go play. But I hope you've gotten some value out of today's episode. If you have, do us a favor, drop a review, subscribe down below. And as always, know that I'm sending you a long, tight hug from my home to yours.